This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hang.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're almost superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald. I'm the host of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, I am joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest today is Bev Woods. And before I turn it over, as I always do to unscripted dialogue, I'm just going to plug a little bit about who Bev is, again, given how expansive the listenership is. So who is Bev Woods? Well, what I can tell you about Bev is that she has been practicing dental hygiene for over 30 years. Her love for her profession has allowed her to travel down many roads. Bev was instrumental in developing a private career college for dental hygiene in eastern Ontario, as well as opening her own dental hygiene office in 2009. Bev has just completed a three-year council position with the College of Dental Hygienists of Ontario, CDHO, as well as president of the Bay of Quinte Dental Hygienist Society. Bev is a past president of the Ontario Dental Hygiene Association, ODHA, and the recipient of the Distinguished Service Award for her contributions to both the ODHA and to the professional Sorry, the profession of dental hygiene. The Canadian Dental Hygiene Association presented Bev with the award of merit for her voluntary and meaningful contribution to dental hygiene and her community on a regular basis and in a selfless professional manner. Bev is the co-owner of IDHA, Independent Dental Hygiene Associates, which travels throughout Canada providing hands-on boot camp seminars on the truths about opening and running a successful dental hygiene business. Bev is also a dental hygiene business consultant to provide motivation and business advice to independent dental hygiene business owners. Bev is a public speaker and enjoys sharing her journeys with dental hygiene students and seasoned registered dental hygienists. Bev's passion is to ensure no one goes without dental hygiene care, led her to found the Gift from the Heart event in 2008. This is a one-day event where dental hygienists in Canada open not only their offices, but their hearts to provide free dental hygiene care to those in their communities who need it the most. The Gift from the Heart is now a national event and is the launch to National Dental Hygiene Week all across Canada. Because of the amazing generosity of hundreds of dental hygienists from coast to coast in Canada, the Gift from the Heart has provided over $1 million of free dental hygiene care in nine short years. The highlight of Bev's career came this past February when she was selected by the International Federation of Dental Hygienists to represent Canada at a Global Social Responsibility Conference this July in Florence, Italy. The Gift from the Heart Project was selected as a recipient of the Global Child Dental Fund. One of Bev's favorite quotes is, Your greatness is not what you have, it's what you give. Couldn't agree more. Welcome to my show, Bev. How are you? I am awesome, and thank you very much for having me today, Lisa. Well, it's such an honor to have you, Bev, and as people know, I'm quite selective in particular with who I invite onto my show, and the essential core ingredient for all guests is passion, passion and living fearlessly, which I believe goes hand in hand, and for somebody who embodies and exemplifies day in and day out what you do in terms of giving it back and paying it forward to others, you were an obvious candidate to be on the show, so I want to thank you for the gift of your time, because you're clearly off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) I try to keep myself very busy um, within the community and wherever possible. Whoever needs my help, I'm here to give it. Amazing. So why don't we talk about the inception of your journey? Did you always know from a very young age that you wanted to enter and embark upon this world of dental hygiene and give back and pay forward to others? Or was this something that somehow aligned with you as a result of a circumstance or witnessing somebody else doing similar type work? What what was the calling here and what was the motivation and the inspiration? Okay, well, at a very young age, I was... Um, 
I had the opportunity, you know, as a child, uh, teenager to be babysitting. And one of the people I babysit for a neighbor was a dentist. So I always very intrigued about, you know, what happened in a dental chair as a very young age and thought, hey, that might be something I'd be interested in. His advice to me at the time was, you know, start as a dental assistant, work your way through the different, you know, um, instruments of the whole profession and your calling will come to you. So I started as a dental assistant and I loved it. I worked in public health. I was out teaching in schools and it was great. Um, a friend of mine at the time said, let's apply back for dental hygiene and, and try that. And I'm going, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm just married and starting my family and I got accepted. It was a very difficult time where people, you know, they, uh, Getting accepted into the program was a high demand, and I thought, while I'm being privileged with this, I better take it. So went back to school when um, I had babies at home that were one and two years old and um, really dedicated, you know, with the help of my husband, you know, to make sure that I got through the program. And doing it, I tell you, I just, it was like, wow, this is amazing. I get to actually connect with people. You know, they will explain to me their needs and I will reach out and help them to the best of my ability. From there, I went into another program um, that advanced the dental hygiene profession into called restorative dental hygiene, which allows me to put the placement of dental fillings. And I worked in that capacity and I mean, everything just kept growing. I had this real surge in my body to always be learning. You know, how could I be better? How could I help people, you know, to the level I needed to? So I continued my education along the way, and it was constantly doing that. I had a lot of amazing um, uh, people who inspired me along the way, employers that I had, that one in particular, uh, Dr. Harris and Peter – Trenton, Ontario. He has since passed, but he taught me how important it was to give back to people within our community. And um, I really, you know, didn't understand that. You know, we get caught up in our lives. In each part of our life, we have different needs and people pulling us in different directions. And I really didn't know what that was. My, I guess, epiphany came when my husband, who's in the military, was, uh, we were taken to the U.S. Um, to for one of our stations. And we were uh had the amazing pleasure to be posted to um, Delaware, Dover, Delaware Air Force Base, and uh, amazing, amazing place. As a wife, it was my uh, responsibility at that time to do something that I could, you know, look like I was giving back and helping out. Well, I was chosen, um, not sure how, but I walked into the USO offices and said, here, I'm here, how can I help? They said, Whatever you want to do, help yourself, you know, participate, you know, give back, whatever you want to do. Well, then they stood up this uh, Friends of the Fallen where at your dignified transfers because all your fallen soldiers in the U.S. come to Dover Air Force Base to be welcomed home. And I became the person who went out with the families to the flight lines day in and day out every day for over two years to welcome, take the families to welcome home their loved ones. That was the turning point in my life, the turning point to see how short life is, how how amazing life is, and how important it is that we think of others, you know, before ourselves. And for that, I continued my journey then to um, when I returned back to Ontario, Canada, not to work anymore, but to de- dedicate my life to giving back to others. Beautiful. Well, that's quite the story. My goodness, you've you've certainly traveled a lot, not just in the vocation, but I mean, your mind and your experiences have certainly opened up your eyes to the impact that you can have on people anywhere and everywhere. So the fact that you recognize that as a gift, and and I truly believe that it's our inherent responsibility for whatever we feel we can do, and I believe every person has the capacity uh, to give back, and it's not about money necessarily, it's about time, it's about effort, it's about advocacy, it's about self-empowerment. So good on you, Bev, and fantastic job. Thank you. Now, you mentioned something that I thought um, outside of our radio at the top of the hour, but something that we had cited as we were ramping up our show, which I found quite disturbing. Uh, you had mentioned that over 6 million Canadians are living in pain because they cannot afford oral health care. That's incredible. Like, yes. That's, that, so, you know, this, I mean, 6 million is a huge number. So clearly, 
people and stakeholders at the government level, other people outside of the initiatives that you're doing uh, as your own plight and part of your own mission, certainly there has to be a level of social responsibility within, uh, you know, government level for, you know, kicking in and, and helping to support. So what, what, what other initiatives are happening to make that number uh, eradicated? Yeah, it's, it is alarming. I mean, we look at uh, the amount of time that is lost, you know, just in in Canada, those were my stats that come from that I'm, you know, quite adverse with is that, you know, 4 million work days a year are lost and 2 million school days are lost per year from people who suffer within pain or dental or oral health conditions. And, you know, as a dental health, oral health, sorry, professional myself and have been so, you know, as I said, for over 30 years, you know, it's hard to, to reach out and to find the solution to all of this and where does it begin and, and how do we step forward, as you said, to make a difference? And I I don't know how we can do it, you know, uh, successfully in such a short period of time, but we've always looked towards our governments to, you know, to, to help. A lot of money is always promised, but, you know, with the transfer of, uh, uh, leadership within the, our, uh, industry, we, we lose that from time to time, right? People prompt, make promises and then they can't fulfill them. So right now I know in Ontario, it's great. I mean, children up to the, uh, their 18th birthday do get help. Um, they're looked after, uh, through their oral health and they can have, you know, if they have cavities, get those filled. If they have other, um, problems, they're always looked after, but there's the forgotten ones. And those are where my heart leads to is those were ones we call the working poor because they're working so hard to make ends meet. However, at the end of the day, when it looks at paying either their electrical bill or going to the dentist, I'm afraid that, you know, putting food on the table probably comes first you know, to their family mm-hmm. than looking after their teeth. So there's a lot of things. There are some, you know, stats to say there's dentists all over Canada who give back socially responsibly, but I'm really, you know, tuned into my profession, the profession of dental hygienists and um, how we're giving back. And that's where my passion has been now for uh, since 2009 with a gift from the heart. And if I have a minute, I would love to tell the listening audience all about the gift from the heart. You have more than a minute. You go right ahead. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, when I had the opportunity in 2007, um, Ontario was gifted with an amazing opportunity where dental hygienists as self-regulated health professionals were able to open their own businesses. So we have been for 50 plus years working as a an employee of a dentist, but now we're, you know, able to open in 2007 our own businesses and run our own businesses. So at that point, I took full advantage of that because no longer did I want my patients working on a time frame of being ushered out and in of a dental office, you know, in a certain period of time. I wanted them to have the luxury of spending as much time as they need to tell me their concerns and for me to treat their concerns. So I went ahead and built my own business in Trenton, Ontario on the military base. And from there, I thought it's my time now to give back. And how am I going to do that to my community to give back in a need that is so great? And that's when I came up with um, this event called the Gift from the Heart. Initially, initially, sorry, it was in February. It's a very slow time within um, our um, practices. Uh, we find after Christmas, people have lots of bills to pay, can't afford dental, and those are sort of the slow months. So I thought, what a perfect time to build it up and, and let people come in and really you know, give them a gift of a beautiful smile, whatever I can do to help them. At the time, there was 25 dental hygienists that own their own practice in the province of Ontario. So I reached out to them, and of that 16 said, we support you, we're going to do it with you. So that was awesome. I had 16 different offices in Ontario, and we started, and we advertised, and we opened up our offices, and that went smoothly for about uh six or seven years that way, and it just kept growing and growing. There's hundreds of locations. It's expanding. It goes from coast to coast in Canada now. I run the event by myself. I don't have a team yet. I'm looking for a team if anybody wants to volunteer. <laughs> I would love to have people who are in IT and social media and marketing to join my team because it's a lot of work, but I love it. I'm not complaining, but I would always you know, welcome the opportunity for extra help. So from there, the gift in the heart, as I said, now has changed and it's a launch to National Dental Hygienist Week, which happens in the month of April every year. And with the help of the Canadian Dental Hygiene Associate, Hygienist Association, 
I uh, have great marketing help with them to get the word out to people all across Canada of the event. So it's wonderful. And uh, it will be on April the 7th, 2018, our next uh, gift from the heart day. It is a day where dental hygienists from coast to coast in Canada, and we hope to go global and internationally in the years to come, but they open not only their offices, but their hearts to give back oral health care services to those in their community who need it the most. And there are so many people, as you can see from the stats, one out of six Canadians um, are prevented from going to the dentist or the dental hygienist or uh, to any dental professional because of the um, money that implies to go with it. They just cannot afford it at the end of the day. These people, you know, are typically uh, seniors, are low-income populations, people with special needs, are new immigrants to Canada. Um, you know, there's just on and on and on the people who really – uh, need our services. And, you know, we look around and I know a lot of us want to go to other countries outside of our own to give back thinking that's where the need is. But I can tell you personally, if you looked on your street, looked in your community, your towns, your cities, looked next door, they're right there beside you. They're our neighbors. There are neighbors that need our help the most. So that's what we do. We open up our offices and our hearts and we offer them um, to come in on my website, www.giftfromtheheart.ca. You can see the, the offices. They're all listed as people start registering. And I encourage dental hygienists to open up their offices. Um, if you don't own your own office, you know, wherever you're employed right now, turn to that dentist um, or the ownership of that practice and say, hey, can I have our space, our clinical space on Saturday, April the 7th? Um, you know, we'll try to get as much product to you from um, dental rep, rep companies. Right now we have an amazing rep, um, a company called Henry Shine. They are a global company. Um, uh, company, sorry, who has this foundation called Henry Shine Cares, and they're right now and have been for two years being so generous at supplying supplies for all of us to use so that we're not putting anything out of our pocket. The only thing we're providing from our heart is our time, our expertise, our professional standards to give back and put smile on faces, which is so, so important. And as I said, in Canada, I mean, Every province is different how we get help. In Ontario, we don't usually see a lot of children at this event, but we see all the adults and the, you know, uh, aging population, but it's not the same in every province. There's a lot of provinces who still see children, um, during the gift from the heart. So I said it's endless. We see everybody and anybody, and you don't have to prove anything to us. You just have to pick up the phone and say, can I have an appointment? We don't ask any questions. You know, we take it on the, you know, honest uh, comes first. And if you think that you need it and you can't afford it, then we're there for you. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, let me ask you this, Bev. Um, you know, for people who fall into the category and fall between the cracks of not being able to afford um, proper dental hygiene and wouldn't necessarily be a, wouldn't be privy to the fact that this these are services that you offer we do know generally no matter what financial demographic people are working within socioeconomic status that children do often all times go to school outside of the ones who are being homeschooled. So do you partner with the schools to provide supplies or go into the schools and, and have a day uh, set aside for children to be met that way where the parents may not know that you provide the service, they might not know where to access you, but the schools themselves, I mean, that's where children are always found. Do you work with them closely? Well, the public health system is what does that for us. The public health system has a, their own uh, dental oral health division, and they're in the school systems. They do screenings all the time to check for decay, to look into the mouth. So they're always doing any education if child – and, again, all those families that say, I can't afford it, there are programs and they educate where they can get their dollars from to help them. So we leave that part to the public health, the public health system – employees dental hygienists and the dental hygienists definitely know about the gift from the heart so if somebody doesn't fall into any of their categories they will you know obviously let them know that where we are there are also some dentists within communities who do another event as well um, throughout so they're the public health systems uh, community health 
care systems uh, throughout Canada will be the ones who will be keeping you know that in check but you're right you talk about homeschool there that's a big thing too it's like how do we get our message out mm-hmm. and this is the big thing that I'm doing and I'm hoping that this helps me um, with that messaging because you know advertising can become very expensive for one person who is now not employed to mm-hmm. get out there and to share this and I, you know it's very very important I ask all your um, listeners that are listening today to be my marketing team for me and get out there and, and talk and share because that's the best thing I can ask for. The gift that you can give back to me is that you will then share this message, share the website, get people talking about the gift from the heart. You know, encourage your dental hygienist when you meet your dental hygienist the next time you go in or, you know, knock on a door. If you live in Ontario and you go by and you see a dental hygiene business, walk in there and say, are you doing the gift from the heart in April? Because I'd like an appointment. You know, so it, the more we talk about it, the more we educate, the more the stakeholders who make those important decisions in our, you know, as far as where monies go, to help those, you know what? That's going to make the biggest difference. We have to be out there talking because, you know, one person can make a difference, but when all our voices come together as one, that's the biggest difference we can make. Beautiful, beautiful. And I love how you hustle. I love women who hustle. Um, <laughs> no, I truly do. I truly, truly do. I, you know, a lot of people are intimidated to do that. A lot of people think that there's ego attached to that. A lot of people think that, you know, it takes a lot of gumption, uh, to, to be very direct in that type of messaging when it comes to marketing. And you know me, Bev, I'm fierce on that front because the objective is to get your message into the hands, eyes, and ears of the masses, the collective. And what better way to do that than to unify as a united front and to spread the message? It takes nothing. If you can't contribute dollars, if you can't contribute product, if you can't, you know, contribute your time to, as you suggested, go knock on the dental office's doors in your community to talk about this. What you can do, as Bev's already cited, is share the message, you know, share the podcast when it comes out. And again, the listenership, I, you and I talked about this before we went live, but in terms of the, the potential for people being able to hopefully follow through with what you've kindly requested in getting the message out, my podcast is uploaded to various uh, sites, which combined potential listenership is 44 million, 44 million. So people, a portion of you, a fraction of you, whether you're tuned into the live show or later you listen to the encore played back on the podcast, please, please take into account the great work that Bev's doing to get the message out there, particularly for the children and for the people who are living in pain. Again, the stats cited 6 million people are living in pain because they cannot afford proper oral hygiene so and you know me Beth this message is going to get out through me and all my social media so no worries there as many of us as we can will will get the message out and circulate it um so what would your what tidbits could you impart to the listeners right now in terms of people who again are falling within the cracks or they're unfortunately faced with the the choice of do I pay my electrical bill do I buy groceries do I deal with that last minute hiccup vehicle maintenance repair that was unexpected or Right now, we're going into an expensive time for people because kids will no longer be in school. So now you've got to keep kids active, whether you're forking out money for camp, whether you're forking out money for babysitters, nannies, or just day-to-day activities to keep your kids uh, stimulated and going. You know, what what could you impart to our listeners right now in terms of the bare bones um fundamentals of what they can do at home, even though they don't have money necessarily to get fillings filled, or in some cases they need braces, or there's some gum disease or gingivitis going on. What what can people do that maybe they're not doing properly? You know, people don't necessarily brush their teeth properly. Like, are there some golden rules, tidbits that you can impart to the listening audience that might actually help a little bit? Sure, sure. I can definitely do that. So I would always encourage everybody to, you know, Watch their diet because that's really important. I'm not saying go on a diet. What I'm saying is the consumption of things that contain sugar because it's the sugar itself. If we're not, you know, cleaning our teeth properly and removing bacteria off our teeth, that will lead to the uh, destruction of the teeth and gums, you know, down the line. So it's really, really important that we watch what we're putting into our mouth. And I can tell you, I know it's toothbrushes are not cheap. I've looked and I know they're not cheap. So, you know, if it's even getting a toothbrush that you can't afford to get a toothbrush, 
please, for my listening audience in Canada, and I can only talk to Canada because I know them the best, you know, if you could drive down a street and stop in at any dental hygiene business and ask for a toothbrush, you will get one. They will not charge you. I can guarantee you that. They will not. If you had a, a problem that you wanted looked at, I know my my team, my profession of dental hygienists in Canada would not turn you away. I can't speak for that on the uh, you know professional side of dentists, but I would hope that they would do the same. So we always have free samples and toothbrushes given and toothpaste to us by you know different providers um, from different companies. We can simply give some of that away if you need it. If you need also dental hygienists, I know get out into the community. They go to schools. They go to, you know, girl guides and brownie packs and you can call them anytime and they would love to educate, you know, whether it be for children or, you know, even our seniors, you know, into in long-term care facilities or retirement facilities. I think the important fact is, is that it's very important that we do brush our teeth at least once every single day in a 24 hour period. Don't rush your brush brush for at least two minutes, you know, really concentrate on that toothbrush coming in contact with every tooth surface. So if you can spend the time every day, and you know what, you really don't need toothpaste. You need the mechanical motion of removing the bacteria off the tooth surface. You know, rinse out well. You don't have to get into a lot of expensive things. I would also say if you're not in that category and can step it up just a little bit, I really believe that the electric toothbrushes um, are really essential for providing a better cleaning action to the tooth and starting right when children are small. I know all my grandkids um, have electric toothbrushes and started at a very young age. I think it's hard to reach and, and to get a really good cleaning action. They, they don't like it at the beginning. So the more revolutions per second that we can get in there with an electric toothbrush and it will get a better cleaning action quickly um, and get that done for them and help to prevent a long um, life of, you know, decay and problems within their mouth. And, you know, I, I, I think that's probably the best thing. I think as simple as a toothbrush in your mouth, spending at least two minutes, if nothing else, that would make a big difference for a lot of people. If you're in pain, you know, and you, you have discomforts, don't let it get out of hand. I mean, Going to an emergency room, I have to share that with you, is that, you know, people that tie up the time, I mean, money is unbelievably spent within our emergency rooms. And it is only a Band-Aid effect because all that can happen at a hospital setting is that they prescribe something, a narcotic or something for pain and something that is an antibiotic to take away infection. There is nothing else that can be done. And, you know, it's funny because if we had an abscess, Anywhere else besides in our mouth, anywhere on our body, our healthcare system would pay for it. It doesn't pay for it when wow. it's in our mouth. You know, I don't know when healthcare started, you know, after our tonsils because our mouth is connected to our overall health. So I don't get that healthcare. I mean, people need to know that healthcare doesn't start at our tonsils. Healthcare starts right, you know, as we open our mouth and that's where it should be. And, you know, we need to really push that oral health care. Oral health is a component of overall health and that the more people understand that and start talking to, you know, their MPs, MPPs, anybody in parliament, you know, anybody who makes those decisions, get out there and say, you know what? It's long overdue. We need to have health care. Um, as a component, oral health is a component of our healthcare system. So, um, yeah, it's really important. And I think, Lisa, Lisa, I'd like just to say to your audience that it's really, really imperative that you, you know, keep in touch with somebody within the oral health profession. And um, as a dental hygienist, I'm a leader when it comes to looking at oral health. And as my colleagues will say, our training is unbelievable what we can offer. Lovely. Well, you raised a valid point that I want to go back to and reiterate and kind of maybe dissect it and elaborate a little bit further on it. So, you know, so true. I mean, for people who don't necessarily uh, live in your world of what you do, Bev, and knowing the stats and the ins and outs and being as completely passionate about it as what you are, you know, we understand that uh, 
as you cited, and I think it's worth noting again, you know, our mouth and what happens in our mouth is connected to respiratory, it's connected to our heart, other vital organs. And so the one thing I do recall having heard, and I don't recall where it was I actually heard it, but there is a huge correlation between the healthiness of your heart and what's happening in the healthiness of your mouth. Correct? That's totally correct. And it's, it's, Again, not only with cardiovascular, but I mean, diabetes. So, you know, when it comes to our healthy eating, um, you know, a lot of major diseases, you know, are, you know, detected through looking into the oral cavity. Um, so we really need to keep, because the bacteria that we form within our mouth can play havoc, you know, in the rest of our body. So if we're not keeping our mouth clean, that does affect our overall health. And for people who already have, you know, um, weaknesses or in, in the somewhere in their body, that bacteria is going to travel there first. So whether it's the heart, the lungs, you know, you're anywhere in your body, I mean, you're going to see that. So it's very, very important. You're right. It is a total link and it has been proven. We just need to, you know, ensure that the education link of that is getting out to more and more people. Well, what I don't understand is, you know, all these, um, the medical profession, when everybody's talking about, you know, outside of the oral health, but if people are focused on diabetes or people are focused on heart and stroke or people are focused on cancer or all kinds of different uh, diseases that might have a direct correlation to uh, one's overall oral health and how that could then impact either for the positive or the negative other aspects of, of bodily health. When we talk about at the government level, when we talk about uh, you know, from a World Health Organization standpoint about ways in which to be proactive and preventative with health. You know, we, we often talk about the dietary aspects or we talk about the food or we talk about sugar. And, yes, all of that is part and parcel and, and has a role, definitely. But if we're talking about a very simple way in which to remedy the stats that we're seeing, that there is a correlation between oral hygiene and heart and stroke or cancer or anything, diabetes, then I don't know why from a perspective of looking at financial budgets and a way of simply remedying or, uh, you know, limiting the over-excessive spending that goes into reactionary-type treatments, why people who are aware of these facts, with, you know, wouldn't be honing in on incorporating oral health under the umbrella of whether it be hospitals, uh, you know, whether it be, as you mentioned, if there's an abscess on any other aspect of your body, you know, that gets treated and recognized as priority and serious. But I don't understand if the main artery that connects to a lot of these unnecessary health issues are the mouth. Why is that not encompassed? Even from a financial budgetary perspective, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeehaw. I totally agree with you. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Lisa. I know I, mean, I am. It, it is like, I mean, it makes no sense. I'd be, I'd be speaking to a group of individuals saying the same thing and, and I'd say, you know what, all this money that they're especially, you know, spending in emergency rooms to do a band-aid effect. My goodness, give it out to other areas where we can make a difference because if you gave that money, even, you know, a million dollars, put it out to me or to, you know, give, give it to the Gift from the Heart Foundation. You know, I'll treat so many people along with my coworkers to ensure that, you know, periodontal disease is looked after, oral cancer screenings are done and so forth. I mean, there's so much we could do with that money, but for some reason, it's just not, it doesn't make sense to me either. I don't know how to make a change. I'm not in that government level. That is not where my forte is. So for me, you know, again, just talking about it, letting people know what the stats are, you know, is what's important. Um, you know, we look at, you know, 53% of the adults between the ages of 60 and 79 do not have dental insurance anymore. So they don't have help anymore. They're a forgotten bunch. How are we going to help these people? You know, so for me, I can only do with what works within my parameters and my parameters is, you know, my passion to give back and help and to get as many people as I can involved in the gift from the heart. You know, this is our 10th anniversary coming up um, on in 2018, the 10th year that I'm doing this. And I hope we just blow everybody out of the water with the gift from the heart that more people want to get involved, you know, with sponsorship, with help, make this big, get this on the mark, because I believe in my heart, I have a dream, Lisa. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. have a dream. 
have a dream that one day oral health care will be accessible and affordable to everyone. And this is, I don't know if it will be in my lifetime. might be in my grandkids' lifetime. So I want to ensure that I'm doing everything I can to make a positive you know, contribution to making this happen. My tool to do this is with the gift from the heart. With everybody out there listening, the more people get some, that can help and get involved by marketing, uh, fun, as you said, giving financial support, whatever it takes to make sure the gift from the heart is like, on the tip of everybody's tongue, that will get people listening. That's mm-hmm. how I feel that I will get to the government level is that people are going to say, what the heck is this gift from the heart event? Where did mm-hmm. this come from? And why, you know, why are they doing this? Why did, is it left up to dental hygienists all over, you know, Ontario, Canada, the world? Why do they have to do this? Where's the government's help in all of this? So that is my sort of stepping stone. That's what I'm doing. That's what my colleagues are doing. That's what we're doing as a group because together we are making a difference. Well, I have a suggestion for you and it's a really okay. good, it's a really good strategy and I've utilized it myself once upon a time when I was a senior management social services. And of course, you know, you can have as many ad hoc committees as you want behind the scenes and have as many little, uh, round table discussions and stuff. But if you're really going to get the exposure, if you're really going to take the plight and the mission and the message forward at the government level, what we did is we jammed them up with faxes. We jammed them up with emails. So, you know, once you get a hold of the numbers, the phone numbers and the email addresses and the fax addresses of, uh, you know, the constituents and the people who hold the portfolio within Parliament uh, who would be overseeing and would have to address the, the public, um, you know, take, take a significant day, call it dental hygiene day, uh, call it um, tooth care day, call it the anniversary of your, you know, your fundraising event, whatever it is, but take a day that's associated with teeth and oral hygiene care and make that the day that you as a collective, everybody who's in your dental hygienist community, and there's thousands and, uh, and you're connected to all of them clearly, you circulate well in advance of that anniversary day. And you get those email contact addresses out. You get the phone numbers. You get them backed up where they can't ignore you because they can't conduct a normal days of business because they're just – the phones are ringing. The fax is off the hook. The emails and the inbox notifications are crazy. That's what you do. We did that. We got unprecedented funding. And my initiative back then was to get people uh, off of waiting lists to get into a specialized type of housing for special needs. And it worked. We got unprecedented. Yeah, so that's my recommendation. It works, even if it comes on, you know, even if you get a response as a result of, you know, you guys are seemingly a pain in the ass and they want to get you <laughs> off their backs, you do it. That's what okay. you do. That's what you do. And it's t- it's a bit tiresome and it's a lot of, you know, getting all parties connected. But once you get on top of it, and I mean, who more passionate than all of you within the community of what you do and the message you're trying to get and really trying to eradicate the haves and the have-nots when it comes to the distribution of equity with oral hygiene, knowing it affects people's overall health in every capacity. That's what you do. That's what you do. And I'll help you with that. I'll gladly help you with that. Well, I know we have some huge, strong, you know, um, advocates within the Canadian Dental Hygiene Association, Hygienist Association, and the Ontario Dental Hygienist Association, because there is over, you know, I don't know exact numbers to date, but between thirteen and 15,000 dental hygienists in Ontario, I mean, the numbers are great. We have amazing people working at the parliament level at those on those associations and you know i try not to step into their world um you know because they're doing such an amazing job it was all their work that did to be able to get us you know our self-initiation back in 2007 so i mean everybody has a platform that they're working on and as i said it definitely um you know again i have to step out the box every once in a while we have to say okay could i be doing more if I can and I feel comfortable, and even if I don't feel comfortable with it, what is it that I could do to, again, a little bit more to give back? Um, right now, I know that from my um, listening um, audience that participated in the Gift from the Heart over the years have all said that, you know, at the end of the day, even though we're giving back free care one day a year, a lot of them have offered that day additionally other days throughout the year so that they're doing it more than just the one day. But at the end of the day, there's still, we can't see that all those people, you know, there's just way too many people that we do not get to on that one day. It'd be really nice to set up some type of foundation in place that there's money someplace for these people to reach to 
that can fulfill the rest of their treatment because there's still a lot that needs to be done. We definitely do a you know full complete oral assessment for them. We talk to them, we listen to their concerns, we treat what the major concern is for them or what they would like that day, and then we you know turn it over and direct them to wherever they need to go next. That may be into mm-hmm. see an oral surgeon, you know. A, deal with decay issues, abscesses that we're not able to do. So, you know, it really just depends. But there's so much more growth within the event that I do that I would love to be able to do. I've reached out and um, connected with two new people this year, with Irene and with Tristan, and they're going to help me to um, start growing the Get From The Heart to the next level. And I encourage anybody else who wants to join my team, I'm out there. I'd like to take a minute just to talk about this, about going to Italy. Yes, that. Well, that was next on my list. But okay. I just, to, I, I just can I just backtrack for one moment? Yes, of going course. Back, yes, going back to what I said about uh, some strategical options in which to get the you know the global attention, um, you know, uh, of fact states and petitions and things like that. It's it's really approaching it though from a solution focused premise. So if you write down the stats which you're citing here, when you talk about the six million people who are yep. going without living in pain, when you're talking about uh comparing the stats of other healthcare issues that are unnecessarily happening and are easily preventable and from a financial budgetary standpoint, it would actually be more intuitive and productive to take note of this is a way that we can put less money in to prevent the waste of unnecessary money without people having to be in the process of, of succumbing to pain as a result of being right. in the middle ground. So it's, it's you know, before proceeding with those types of strategies, it's really giving them information that they can look at and go, okay, well, this isn't just coming from a place of anger. Uh, this is actually coming from a very informed, educated, uh, and statistical finding background that could easily be researched to verify and give you credence to your message. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Yes, totally. And again, there's coalitions that I know that are working um, in and around. There's amazing people that I know uh, within uh, my province that are uh, have formed coalitions that are doing that, bombarding the government, you know, with right. that all the time. So, you know, I know it's happening. Can it be bigger? Uh, it is. But you know what? As I said, it's the same thing. Some people like to sit in the background and listen, and then there's the doers. And we just need more doers. These coalitions they need to have more people standing behind them and supporting them and, and doing just what you said, bombarding the government. Because, as I say, it's really difficult sometimes, you know, for a small group to be heard. It's yeah. always better if you have more people and you say, concentrate your efforts on a particular day. And, again, it's just, you know, those people that are so passionate about being um, those uh, at the – front of the line when it comes to government, you know, I'm definitely there to support them. Wherever they need my help, I will be there. Fantastic. Well, Bev Woods is the new Aaron Brockovich of tea. <laughs> okay, so we've got about 12 minutes. So let's talk about Florence, Italy. Let's talk about what's upcoming, what what impactful message you're going to be delivering, and what you hope is going to be uh, received on your end in terms of okay. message and impact. Super. I will do that. Um, last year, at the end of last year, the um, Canadian Dental Hygienist Association um, put out some messaging there that they were looking for a Canadian delegate to take um, their social responsibility uh, project to Florence, Italy for a global conference with the International Federation of Dental Hygienists. And in February, I found out that I was selected as that Canadian delegate. Oh, my God. What a Valentine's Day gift. I was working, and I got this call, and I'm like, I'm unbel- I'm, I'm shocked. I'm thinking, really? Me? So That's I have true. to tell you, I was just dumbfounded and so, so excited to be given this amazing. And this is something, and I don't know if people understand this, this is something I've worked for my whole entire life to get to this point and to like, I have to pinch myself. I can't believe I'm really, really going to Florence, Italy (laughs) that I will be at a social responsibly, social responsible conference from people from all over the world, other like-minded dental hygienists and the gift from the heart. So my event that I pulled from a hat and put together, they want to hear about it. They want to know how one person runs this event and I am so excited to hear how others are doing social responsibility because I am the same thing, going to learn from other delegates in the world 
and bring that back. So I can't wait to come back and share. And, and you know what? I may be just doing a 360, you know, when I get back with a gift from the heart. I really don't know what to expect. But, yes, I will be re- representing Canada with the Gift from the Heart event and sharing, you know, what I've put into it, how I make it happen, you know, how easy one person can make a difference just by reaching out. And that was, you mentioned this earlier, and I just want to touch on that again. You know, I was never one to ask for help. I always was that person who always said, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it on my own. Don't worry. I can do this. And someone said, but why? Why Why do you want to do it on your own? And I'm going, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, is it like losing control? I don't know. But anyway, so I finally said, you know what? I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to, what's, what's the worst can happen? So I'm going to say, no, I don't have the time. Okay. So I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. So that's where, you know, my whole philosophy has changed where I'm reaching out now and saying, you know what? Hello, everybody. I'm here. (laughs) You know, I know if you, there's so many people who have, I know, have a lot of social media who are Mm -hmm. so, what takes me three hours to figure out, this girl's not young, you know, what they can figure out so fast and do it, I would love that help. And, you know, I have a, a this amazing student in at Oxford College who is in the dental hygiene program who I met through the Gift from the Heart this past year. He has reached out and said he's going to help at a student level and help encourage other student reps and all the other you know, colleges that offer dental hygiene. That's amazing. Amazing. I have a public speaker educator by the name of Irene who is out there. and She's fantastic, and her energy inspires me to do more. And with Irene's help this year, she's coming with me to uh, Florence, Italy, and the two of us are going to take Italy by storm. Let me Woo-hoo! tell you, it's going to be like nothing else. I mean, this is we will just be coming off of Canada's 150th birthday, and we're going to Florence. We arrived there on the 5th of July, and Italy's – not going to even see us coming because we have so much to share and talk about and we're going to be sponges and we're going to soak it all up for a week and come back just re-energized and ready to hit, um, you know, this on a dime and see what we, where we can take it from there. So I am thrilled to be given this opportunity. I can't thank uh, my professionals enough for believing in me, believing in the gift from the heart enough that um, I'm able to, to take that forward. I want to say that I'm not the only one going to this conference from Canada. Three other um, dental professionals who also have events from coast to coast in Canada are uh, paying for themselves to go to this event to learn from it as well. So I'll be joined by three other amazing women who have uh, um, uh, stories to share as well. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing and traveling with them as well. Fantastic, Bev. Well, certainly well-deserved, well-earned. Uh, it's nice to see that through your hard work and your effort and your continuous momentum and raising awareness and paying it forward and being of service, I really do believe uh, that, you know, that gets recognized eventually, especially yeah. when it, it's, it's to serve the collective. It's, it's a selfless act and it's a selfless service. So I want to say good on you, and I would suggest live streaming that baby. You know? Oh yes, I know. Yeah. Irene says she can do all this, uh, um, you know, taping on the, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, on her iPhone and all these things. We're going to yeah. really, you know, share our journey with everybody else. And you know, I'm really, really fortunate. As I said earlier, I've had some amazing um, backing behind me through Henry Shine Corporation, and uh, they're helping um, with some of the expenses as well to make sure Irene gets there with me. So. I mean, I can't do this alone, and that's when I said I finally reached out for help because it is these big corporation companies that can give me some help along the way who can help those participating in the gift from the heart that makes all the difference in the world. I can't do it alone. Our dental hygienists cannot pull this off alone. This is not meant to be an expensive project for them to volunteer in. This is all about giving back, and it's through corporations and programs like Henry Shine Cares that is all about social responsibility that I want to be a part of. The gift from the heart wants to be a part of. We want to find ways to, you know, be socially responsible to give back to those in our communities who we can help and we can really make a difference. You know, people don't know, you know, we'll say, well, you know, I don't think I'm making that big of a difference. Let me tell you, you are making a huge difference by giving even one person that gift that you give on Gift from the Heart. And I've always said to those who register and volunteer for this event, you don't have to work a 10-hour day. You don't have to see 40 people. If you saw one person in your community and, and looked at their oral health and helped them and gave them a toothbrush and toothpaste to walk away with, that's one less person 
that went yeah. to bed that night without a clean mouth and didn't know how to look after their mouth. So. Well, Bev, I can't thank you enough, and unfortunately, this hour always goes way too fast, especially when I'm just, like, really jiving and gelling with my guests and the energy. Like, it's just beautiful. Uh, I truly believe Vibe Attracts Tribe, which you you clearly are. Um, so very quickly before I thank the listeners and, and wish everybody well and saying goodbye, where can people find you very quickly? www.giftfromtheheart.ca. Uh, there's links on there. You can pick me out of a crowd. I'm there. I'm there to help. Just Get onto the our. I'm on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find me on just about any social media, but it's called Gift from the Heart, and it's launched in Ontario, Canada. Super. Well, you have a fantastic time. You're going to do Canada Thank Proud. You. You're Thank you. You're going to do Canada Proud, and I can't wait to see that live stream and hearing more about it. And, of course, whatever you put up, I will continue to share and tag Thank and you. promote the message. And, again, the podcast shortly after we go live will be issued, and uh, there's another way of educating people who were, unfortunately, not able to join us live here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald and the Contact Talk Radio Network. So, Bev, I want to say kudos to you. Great job. Keep doing what you're doing. It's paying off. You're reaching the masses. That's the goal. That's the objective. And you're doing it beautifully, phenomenally well. So thank you. And I wish you well. Good luck with your travels. Have a super speech and interfacing with all your colleagues and coming up with some additional brainstorming ideas and strategies. And I will support you in whatever way that I possibly can. To my listening audience, I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your schedule to join myself and my guests here today, live on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Again, listen. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. I also want to take advantage of thanking you very much for being well over now, one of over a quarter of a million living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald podcast subscribers. I can be found on various sites, anywhere that you think that you can find a podcast. I am there. So I want to thank you for the gift of your time. I want to thank you for continually paying it forward and being of service by getting our podcast and our message from all my guests out there to help the collective. That's what we're here to do. This is consciousness in action. This is what we're here to do. So I want to say thank you again to all parties involved. Thank you, Bev. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, podcast subscribers. Subscribers. Wish you a phenomenal weekend going forward. Look forward to being back here again. Same time next Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 o'clock Eastern, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Take care, love, and gratitude. All my best. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Visit her at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.